You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. Welcome back, listeners. We are so excited to be breaking the silence with Lucy Ferguson today. And we are going to be answering the question or talking about the question, why is healthy sex education important for young adults today? And I'm so excited because this is my favorite topic. And word on the street is this is Lucy's favorite topic. So Lucy, will you go ahead and just introduce yourself to our listeners and let us know a little bit about you? Sure. My name is Lucy Ferguson. I'm from West Jordan, Utah. I grew up in Utah most of my life, and I'm currently a junior at BYU-Idaho. I'm studying marriage and family. Um, when I started, it was just kind of like, oh, I want to be a mom, and but it's kind of evolved into something much greater. Um, my current ambition is to get my family life educator certification and write curriculum and teach parents how to teach their kids sex ed because it's a it's a big problem from my own experience as well as experience of many many friends so that's kind of where i'm going and and it definitely helps that it's something i'm also super passionate about so beautiful yeah that's awesome i love that that's what you want to do the world needs more of that yes <laughs> most definitely well, I think it's so awesome you're studying in that area and that's your ambition because that for the longest time was also mine in school. I mean, that's why I'm still on this podcast and still involved in Reach 10 because it's such important that we share this information. Um, and it's really cool how you learn about Reach 10, right? You were introduced to the podcast by someone, liked what we were saying, and now you're here participating in the conversation. <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy. I remember because I, I listened to the first podcast and I was so excited about everything you guys were talking about. I was like, I just want to participate in the conversation, but I can't because it's a, it's a podcast. So I'm so happy to be here today Beautiful. talking to you guys. So that's so fantastic. So, so fantastic. So the, my first question is, is let's just start off with that. Like, why do you think healthy sex education is important? So just a little bit of, of background, um, and I know that this isn't everybody's story, but I know that a lot of people, at least a lot of my friends, have had the same experience where it just wasn't, sex wasn't really something that was talked about. And this is kind of the way that it's been for generations, you know, like it's it's been kind of this keep behind closed doors kind of thing. And, and especially nowadays, not only is it something that's kind of hush hush, you know, it's also something that's tabooed. So it's like, people don't really want to talk about it. And they don't really know why that's just kind of the, the social norm, you know, and so it wasn't really talked about. I mean, I, from my experience, I got, I don't know, I was given a book and said everything you can learn isn't here, but, but which was great. I mean, books are great place to learn things, but it kind of made it so I didn't feel super comfortable going to like my mom or, or other people for if I had questions, you know, 
And in addition to that, at church, it was kind of like, oh, the dreaded law of chastity lesson, you know, like no one wants to teach that. And because there was such an attitude about like teaching it that way as students, or, or I guess just, you know, as a teenager, I felt like, like, oh, this isn't something they want to talk about, you know, it must not be good. Um, and so the only things that I got was, was just kind of like, oh, my parents don't want to talk about it. And my church leaders don't want to talk about it. And so the only way that I'm going to learn about it is from friends or from the internet or from media, you know, where it's not always truthful as well as not always the best way to learn about it. And so I kind of from those experiences, I was like, I kind of want to change this <laughs> because I personally have this mental wall in my head where like sex is something that's dirty. It's something that's evil and bad. It's, you know, it's, it's good after marriage, but we're not really going to talk about that. We're just going to focus on you right here, right now. And so it's, there's a delicate balance when you're teaching it. And this isn't really the, the audience we're talking to, but like as a teacher, there's a delicate balance between, you know, like we don't want to go over the top, like talk about, oh, sex is this wonderful, amazing thing because because we're afraid that these kids are going to get ideas and get curious and, you know, but from my experience, learning, like the more you're educated, the better able you are to make your own decisions you know, to make the right decisions, you know. Lucy, I really, I really love that you're touching on this because I've had a couple conversations even in the last couple of weeks where, um, in fact, one of them was with some of my family. And I was like, what if we didn't just teach abstinence and we actually taught like consent and like healthy sex and like what if we did what did, did that and and my my family member was like no we can't do that like we can't we can't teach that at all and and I was just like man that's that same culture that we're like hitting up against like right that we grew up in that was like abstinence only period right right which is well, I, I'm a big fan of abstinence I that's what I chose <laughs> to do I waited until right. I was married to my husband um but I think that you're onto something here. Right. Um, well, and that's actually something that I've, I've done a lot of research about because I also, I mean, I'm currently single. I have never actually had sex. And so I, I like to think of this as like sex theory where I'm like, I learn as much about it as possible. And then, you know, but as far as sex education, um, abstinence is, is really good, but not only that. And also just as far as sex education goes, um, the way they teach it in school, there's a lot of controversy about this because you've got, usually it's, it's like the difference between abstinence only education and comprehensive sex education. Um, but usually when people think of comprehensive sex education, it's like everything, you know, where like it, it covers all the good parts that you need to learn about, but also all the negative parts where like everything's okay. And, and this is, this is the way to do it. And so usually people are not super happy about comprehensive sex education but there needs to be like a version of that where people are still learning about what they need to be learning about you know in in good taste and and all that stuff but I guess yeah just in good taste mm. and something else that I've thought about 
is that there, there are three sources that kids, I mean, we're kind of talking to young adults here, so it's a little bit little bit different, but the kids, when your kids need to learn about sex education, the first is school, you know, it's, that's the best place to learn about like all the biological stuff, anatomy, you know, contraceptives, all of that, all of that stuff. And then there's church, which is more the spiritual side. And then everything else should be, should come from parents. And some parents should be open and willing to talk about that. Yeah, Yeah, hopefully. Ideally we would learn this, you know, and understand sexual wholeness and be taught sexual wholeness, which of course, taking it from the the book, Sexual Wholeness and Marriage, which talks about that there's three parts to, to sex or sexuality. There's the physical, there's the emotional, and then there's the spiritual. Right. Of course, there's there's more details to that, but that's what we need is the sexual wholeness. And I understand that there's uh, so many that um, fear comprehensive sex education in schools. I, I do wish, and I hear what you're getting at, is I wish there was more that we could do to teach parents. Well, if, if you're not going to teach your kids anything, they're still going to wind up going to the internet. They're still going right. to wind up um, not really understanding things and having all this shame and anxiety about sex, which right. just isn't helpful to your overall health and success and, and intimacy on an emotional level, but intimacy on a sexual level also. And so right. um, I wish we could come to this uh, good understanding that uh, it's you know beautiful to talk about and we can talk about it in a way that instills values where kids will make good decisions and know, cool, I know what masturbation is, but maybe there's no need for me to do it right now. I, I know what it is. I don't, I don't need to have that right now. I mean, I can have these sexual pleasures with my spouse in the future, as opposed to what is this that people are talking about at school? Oh, let me try that out. Or let me, I see something that's happening on internet pornography. Let's, what is that like? And so if we can break down the, the mystery of it all, it can really empower our our peers, our, our kids to to make good decisions, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's something that I've been trying to do just because this is something I love talking about, which is not normal. You know, um, I've been trying to, to have these kind of conversations just with my friends, with my peers, with, with the people I interact with. And we definitely try, we, we keep it in like, oh, this is something that's still sacred. You know, it's still something that we shouldn't go around and talk to every Joe Schmo on the street about, but it's something that still we need to talk about. You know, we need to talk about openly. And I think that that honestly, like you were saying, Creed, the, the attitude that people have about it is everything that parents have about it, that, that kids have about it, that, you know, if a parent is more open and willing to talk to their kids about it, their kid is going to think, huh, you know, they're going to have the right idea about it so that when the time comes, when they are ready to get married, you know, to participate in it, then they already know everything they need to know. They're not scared. You know, they, they have the right attitude going into marriage so that they can utilize their sexual relationship to the, to the fullest, you know, when you're married to do it the way that God intended it to be for. Yeah. And I, I wish I had key studies that, you know, 
demonstrate this, that with good, healthy sexuality done in a open way where it's not like forced upon the child either, but there's an openness dialogue, opportunity to ask questions and also proactive education and, and speaking, that the, the outcomes are just better than sweeping things under a rug, not talking about things. And then also the extreme end of like throwing everything at the child and, and talking about them, talking about sexuality in a forceful or too authoritative type way. I, I wish I had those studies because you and I both know, having studied these kind of things, that there's lots of studies out there that demonstrate this. What are some ways that we can get educated now? Because like, yeah, in my perfect world, that's how it would have been for all of us, but <laughs> I'm no longer living at home, right? Um, right. So what have you found to be helpful resources? Well, and, and it's really easy for me to say because I study marriage and family. You know, we I've taken four marriage classes and each has an entire like week or two just dedicated to sexual intimacy. And so I've just had opportunities to learn, to learn as much as I can um, to help change my perspective, to help break down those walls in my mind with a gospel perspective. But one amazing thing is that you don't have to take these classes that I've been taking because not everybody's going to study marriage and family, but not everybody's going to dedicate as much time to studying the family and, and all that stuff as I have. So I hope that, that people are able to find resources out there. So I think the first step is just getting educated. But also, I think one other really good way to, to learn about it, to change your perspective, is to just start talking about it. Start asking questions. You know, talk to your, your parents. I feel like my relationship with my mom now, I mean, when I was younger, she was a little bit, you know, like, this is kind of awkward to talk about. But now we, we have really open conversations because I am like, oh, and what what is this like? I already know what this is because, you know, I read that book you gave me. But like, what does that mean? You know, like, what does that mean for you without going into, you know, too much personal detail? But that has been so helpful because I've been able to clear up a lot of stuff that I had questions about. Also, one thing that I've done is like, I mean, there are a lot of words and terms that I've heard that I've never, I've been too scared to look up just on the internet, you know, because you never know what you're going to find. Even in those times, I've specifically, I've like knelt down. I've been like, Heavenly Father, this is, I need to learn this stuff. And I'm going in with an academic perspective. Please help me find what I need to know so I can learn this kind of stuff. And it's been so helpful to be able to, to expand my knowledge about that kind of stuff. One of the other things that I've found is that there is actually a whole lot of resources from general authorities where they talk about all of this. And I didn't realize, you know, usually because all I'd, I'd really heard from a, a religious perspective was what I learned in church, which was very closed and, you know, like black and white and and it's been so liberating to be able to find these resources by prophets and apostles where they talk specifically about this because it not only gives me a lot of really good information from really good sources, but it puts everything in the, in the proper perspective, you know, that where sex is something that is not only good, but it's divinely sanctioned, like 
everything that you experience, like even, even when you're not married, when you're just, you know, like on the couch making out kind of stuff, like all of the phys physiological responses to that, they're all placed in your body for a reason. And they're all wonderful and beautiful, you know, in, in the right setting. And it's just been so great to learn about this because because it's kind of cleared away that that taboo that was in my head before where sex is something dirty or bad or, you know, something I should be scared of or, you know. Totally. I think that the the church has been a lot more vocal about that in the last couple of years. And even last year, I think that the enzyme came out with a whole, like the whole enzyme was focused on healthy sexuality. And I was so excited and I loved all of the different resources and talks and, and just like people writing in, I was like, yes, this is exactly what we mean. That's why we have breaking <laughs> the silence. And now this enzyme right. is totally focused on that. And it's been so refreshing to, to have that perspective and to remember that it's, it's not that awkward chastity lesson we got in young women's and young men's growing up. And maybe yours wasn't awkward, but mine sure was. <laughs> it was, it was definitely <laughs> awkward. <laughs> I think the word procreation got thrown around like seven times before I realized what we were actually talking like, about. And who know knows if I means. even realized what we were actually talking about. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, right. I, I hear you on that. Um, I also wanted to throw out some of my favorite books that have been really helpful for me. And these were helpful before I was married and they're helpful now. So that they're helpful, I think every step of the way. One of my favorite resources is anything by Laura Brotherson. She has a couple books. The first one is, and they were not ashamed. Love that one. Talks about the good girl. Yeah. There it is. It. Lucy's holding it up. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> the good girl and the bad boy Love syndrome. It. And she just does a really great job at addressing like common cultural things and how to like work through those barriers. Another one by her that I love is knowing her intimately. That one is really, really awesome. I think especially for women, it's really important for both women and men, but I think it's really good for us to realize that we need to know ourselves before we can like allow someone else to know us. I really love. She also has a new one that we've talked about a couple times on this podcast that is from honeymoon to happily ever after. And I really like that one a lot. And that one is not just for when you're dating. I think you should read that before you even date someone. That way you like know going into it, like what kind of questions you want to start asking and like the timeline of those questions. And like it helps. What I loved about it too is that she talks about like asking yourself, like, what are you okay with and what are you not okay with and helping you like discover that for yourself so that that mm -hmm. as you go in, you can have that integrity throughout your whole relationship. Um, right. A couple other resources, Come As You Are, love that one. I echo everything that you said. There, there are a lot of talks and, and resources, even through the church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and from the Brethren. And I'm so grateful for those resources. So I'm glad that we're talking about them. Mm -hmm. What do you think has been the most helpful thing that you've learned about healthy sexuality? The most important thing that I've learned that's that's really changed my whole perspective is is well first is realizing that it's not only something good, but it's something to look forward to. Because way back when when I was 
first kind of learning about it, it was like, oh, don't even think about it, you know, like, don't even go there because you don't want to end up sinning in some way, you know, and then also just realize how, how much God wants you to, you know, have sex, like, which is such a, for me, like, that's still such a weird concept to think about because they they didn't really cover that when I was having my law of chastity lessons. Like, and you know, you, you mainly learned about like procreation, which is, I mean, is definitely valid, but like, it's not as one-sided as you, you know, you were taught. And so learning that not only is it good, but it's divinely sanctioned, like God is so excited to, you know, for you to get married so you can participate in this, to bring yourself closer to your spouse in that way, in a way that no other, nothing else can, but also to God, which is something that I personally don't understand because I've, you know, I'm still single and haven't really had the chance to, but like, that's something I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more about how it can bring you closer to God. There was one thing that I was thinking about is that one other reason for sex is to strengthen the bonds between you and your spouse. And this is kind of where, you know, if, if pornography is involved, it kind of ruins, it can, it can corrode that relationship where those bonds aren't being strengthened because someone or other is, is finding that in a different way. And so that's something that, that Reach 10 has been really great at addressing, but I think that's something that's also really important to remember. Yes, I love that. That's something that I, one of the other books that I remembered, actually, thanks to Vana, um, that we've talked about in the past, and we've actually had Dean Busby, who helped write this book as a guest on one of our early podcasts, but that's sexual wholeness in marriage. And in that book, he really explores that um, of like how to have sexual wholeness and how that makes you, you, you are a sexual being and, and what that looks like. Um, I love what you've shared so much, Lucy. I think that you are so wise given your whole experience. Like, yeah, maybe you didn't <laughs> know this when you were young and maybe that, you know, that's okay. Maybe it's perfect that you're learning these things now. And I'm so grateful that you've been willing to share some of the things that you've learned as you have begun to understand who you are as a sexual being. That's so awesome. Is there anything mm-hmm. else that you want to share with our listeners? I just, I think I really wanted to just make sure that everyone knows that one, you're not alone in feeling lost or feeling scared or apprehensive about anything related to sex. Like I said, I've had so many friends that have had the same experiences that I have just with the lack of openness and the lack of education. Like I've, I've even had friends who've gotten married and had no idea what they were doing, you know, like have, have missed out on some really good experiences with their spouse because they were in the same boat. And, and one thing that I wanted to say is just that it's never too late to start breaking down those walls. You know, if you're feeling yourself having those apprehensive feelings, you know, like you're scared and don't know much, that much about it, like do what you can to change that, you know, like reach out to get resources. I mean, all these books that you mentioned, Chriselle, as well as, you know, just talk with friends and family, get advice, you know, like, especially if you're, if you're about to get married, you know, it's never too late to become educated. Like if you think that you're lost, you're not. (laughs) 
And those walls can be broken down with, you know, with effort and with patience. Lucy, I totally love that takeaway. And, and I love that you have especially touched on, on this, like, start reading, start searching, start understanding yourself. Because there's so much value as we learn about ourselves and as we come to love ourselves as we are. Because of everything that I've had the chance to learn, I've not only like come to become more open about it, but I am so excited to get married just so I can, I can find out what that's like. So important. Thank you so much, Lucy. Thanks for coming and sharing with us. Definitely. Thanks for letting me come. I've been so excited. (laughs) Good. Just want to share everything. There's this awesome line, Lucy, that you have in our talking points coming in. And I just want to read it because it's so good. Ignorance is bliss does not apply to sex education. Bliss in healthy sexuality comes from being educated. And I think that's so true. That's what we've talked about today. I think knowledge is power. And godliness is knowledge. He wants us to learn. He wants us to grow. He wants us to know. And then he wants us to use these these gifts of sexuality wisely too. But he wants us to know is what I truly believe. Another book that I want to throw out there too, which I mentioned on other podcast episodes is A Better Way to Teach Kids About Sex. Since we talk about sex education, I love that book. So thank you so much for uh, sharing all that you have and being here and bring, being that voice um, to, to spread these messages. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals, and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.